The Fade You Podcast is a sports betting show for the everyday better. Whether you're a total degenerate or you're just looking for a little action, we are so glad you're here and checking out our show, whether you're brand new or you've been with us for a while. Enjoy the show. Fade You. Yeah, 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 yeah. is Fade You. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on, moms and dads? Welcome to the Fade You podcast. Today is Wednesday, August 9th. Matt here with Kmart, with Chris Duke, talking some NFL football. Dad's preseason is going to kick off, unless you count the Hall of Fame game, which I don't know if people degend on that, but preseason is going to kick off tomorrow. Uh, we are going to jump right into it. But first, how are you guys doing, dads? excited like not not much to be excited about when august rolls around because you know summer's kind of closing out but football season um you know week zero college football is in two weeks from saturday so you know a lot to be excited about college football right around the corner whatever's left of the pack do we want to pour one out for the pack 12 before we get started kmart <laughs> those of us yeah. here on the west coast yeah they'll be fine they'll They'll, they'll find a way to survive. Join up with Fresno State, or I, I, at this point, they should just like the Mountain West should just say, you know, you guys merge with us. The Pac-12 is dead. Pac-12 is D E D dead. Uh, that that is that is for sure. Chris Duke, what are we drinking tonight? Pour a little, just a little whiskey taster. You know, you gotta have a little sipper. I, I like your. The way you cracked that beer, Matt, for us. Unless it's all about the. Much. It's all about the timing, Dad. You you got to crack it after we go live. Uh, that, that's it right there. Uh, any wine tonight? Yeah, we're gonna go. We just got word our our friends have tickets to the OC Fair, Maryland, so we don't have to buy them. So they, they live in Costa Mesa, so we're gonna go get some good food and check out the old uh, Orange County Fair. You know. <clears throat> That is, so I don't know if you know this, Kyle will know this because we went uh, a couple years back, but the Chargers have uh, their training camp right across the street over there. Nice. Do you yeah. remember going to that, Kmart? You remember the oh, little yeah. fan Do area? Remember, remember when we were like, who's that big fuck? Like <laughs> so much bigger than everybody else. Do you remember who that was? Oh my God. I don't. Um, Hunter Henry. Dude. Wow. Massive man, like bigger than bigger than defensive and offensive linemen, just this such freak. Oh my god, yeah. Like Matt and I were both just like, holy shit. Man, Philip Rivers <laughs> was still man. there. Uh Melvin Gordon was still on the Chargers. What do you yeah. what year was that? Like 2017? 16, 17. Well, it was the first, wow. I think it was the first year they came to LA. So whatever. Oh, you're right. Was. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a while, I think. Yeah. Down, and they're still doing it there in Costa Mesa. Yeah. So, Chris, you might you might run into some of the the chart. Yeah, the yeah, Jeff's right. Well, not quite the Junior Seau days, but we're, we're not we're not that old. Uh, but well, I don't know. Some some of us are older than others, right? Uh, right, at Jeffrey. Um, yeah, Chris, you might see the Chargers there at having uh having see Jeff in two glass of wine with you tonight. That's right. Looking forward to Vegas in a couple yeah. weeks. No, I'm uh, signing up for Boston. this. 
You're going to see them in Boston. We're going to see We're them in back to back weekends. Ooh, that's a lot shit. of Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> you better transfer to beer a little bit, you know, transitional. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We, we love you, Buff. So, okay, let's get right into it. Um, Kmart and I were on with Jared two weeks ago. That was a great show. We need we need the dad, the Fat Bills fan, back soon ASAP. Uh, we talked some Bills. We talked some AFC East uh, for our show tonight. We wanted to talk about teams that might be undervalued in some way, whether it's season long, whether it's early in the season. Uh, so we wanted to touch on a few more teams in that undervalued category this week. So we'll jump right in. Kmart, you want to start us off? Yeah, I can do that. So, I don't know, a couple couple weeks ago, you know, we were talking about, or I guess I was talking about Seattle a little bit. So, I didn't want to go too much, you know, into them, actually really in them. So, I just started thinking, like, you know, how can I, how can I narrow this down? So, I really kind of just focused on second-year quarterbacks. So, there's not that many of them. There's Malik Willis, who he's not going to be starting. Mm-hmm probably not going to be playing because they even drafted another rookie quarterback. Got Sam Howell. That was a, that was a curious one. Uh, Desmond Ritter with the Falcons. Another good one. Obviously Brock Purdy, but you know, that's, that's for a different segment. So I kind of landed on the Steelers and Kenny Pickett. Um, So Steelers, you know, I think we all know the trend. They haven't finished below 500. I think it's what now 19 seasons. Um, so now we have week of 17. Mike Tomlin is also never finished under 500. He's been there 16 seasons. I think three times he finished at eight and eight, something like that. Uh, kind of looking at it, this team has a season win total of eight and a half, I believe. Uh, and they also have the worst odds to win the AFC North. Um, you know, but it's it's mainly because they're in a division with the Bengals and Ravens. So I'm, I'm thinking if they can get any type of consistent play from Pickett, who last year from week 12 through the end of the season, so only six weeks per PFF, he had a 90.1, you know, grade. So, you know, kind of had me go, okay, well, there might be something here. Um, I do think they're, you know, a little bit above an average team. And, you know, just kind of going into it, you know, his – Kenny Pickett himself, you know, his rookie season is up and down. He only averaged like 6.2 yards per attempt. He also had more interceptions than touchdowns. You obviously kind of hope that's reversed. Like it's not, it's not like a super high bar, you know, when you throw in a rookie quarterback, but you know, just a little bit here, a little bit there. So with all that being said, you know, most, most of his interception, they came pretty early on. I think Matt, I mean, even Chris, I feel like all three of us were watching a game with him and he he had a nice deep ball and then it was like back to back to back picks, like in his first or second start. Uh, so, you know, after, you know, those first kind of growing pains, he, he kind of settled in, you know, and over those last six weeks, you know, his passing DVOA actually improved from a net negative to a net positive. So his accuracy, decision-making improved. We saw the flashes, you know, why the Steelers thought to make him a first round selection to begin with. Uh, and he also from recollection had you know, a few good two minute drills down the stretch. Uh, so, you know, I'm thinking if he can continue to build on this progress that we saw at the end of last year, the Steelers ceiling, you know, eight and a half wins, 
you know, they, they went nine and eight last year. So I'm thinking, can they get to 10? Can they get even to 11? Like I'm thinking they maybe can. Cause if, you know, you think about it, they're going to probably play a lot of 12 personnel. They have Pat Fryermouth. They have probably Busher's name. They have Darnell Washington. They have a plethora of receivers. They got George Pickens, who has made incredible catches in his rookie season. They also have Dante Johnson, who's kind of the forgotten man, somehow finished with no touchdowns last year. It's kind of fluky. Um, and he, he even gets open. You know, I think he's like top five, top three in the league. So they added Allen Robinson, the King Butler, who played very well in the XFL. He's another big body receiver. And they also brought over Isaac Samalu. So he's going to shore up that interior line, provide a lot more room for Pickett, Najee Harris, even their backup running back to do some work. But kind of where I think, you know, this this could really turn is J.J. Watt was out last season for, for much of the season. So if their offense can be average, J.J. Watt returns, you know, they're poised to have a bounce back year, you know, even even be a contender to to make to win the uh, the AFC North. So, you know, they have T.J. Watt, excuse me, and Alex Highsmith, pretty good pass rush duel. And if you remember, 10 of their last 12 games and even the last seven they held their opponents to less than 20 points per game. So that is why I'm thinking they're underlooked. There's just not a, a lot going on about them. You know, uh, can you pick it? But I think a lot of people forget, you know, what's kind of going on. So that's that's my team that I, I think is going to be a, a play on. And I know Joe, you know, our Joe probably loves that because he he loves the Steelers at home plus, plus three uh, week one against my Niners or our Niners, really. Uh, yes, he does. I already bet it. Um, Kmart, did you bet that team total? You got to hammer it. You got to hammer with the one. You yeah, after out. that, I have to. I, I'll have to do a Joe and do an alt line of uh, ten because eight and a half is like minus one fifty, and I'm, I can't lay that. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. First of all, it sounds like Kmart did his homework on that, Chris. Uh, it was, that was very good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was great. Yeah, I had so, to do a lot of notes because I was like, am I going to remember all yeah, this? How am I supposed to follow that up, you know? Yeah, so I, I just bar, have – Like, you're, Kyle, you're right. Like, they – Pickett had his moments at the end of last year, and, and sure, you would expect some growth. But I feel like I just remember watching them play horrible for three quarters, and then I want to say it was two games in a row. It definitely was against the Raiders. I, I for sure remember that one where they just – sucked forever and then he gets the ball with a minute and a half left and they go down to win the game now maybe you give him credit for that but it's like okay that doesn't excuse the other 50 minutes of terrible football so i'm really actually torn on this one because the division projects to be very good obviously um chris i don't know kyle said that there's the Tomlin thing that he's never finished with a losing record, right? So all they do is give you the eight and a half and say, here, I mean, it's, it's never happened. Last year. They yeah, well, you're right. Now with those quarterbacks he's had recently, I mean, it's amazing. Their defense always steps up. What do you think, Chris? Do you agree with Kyle or 
Are you less sure? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Pittsburgh. our boy Cheese really likes the Browns in that division. I know a lot of people like, you know, that they're saying, I think Trigg even said that this might be the toughest division in the league with the Browns and Steelers and, uh, and Ravens, you know, uh, and Bengals. We'll get Ariel's Ravens. All those teams are, are at least Denny's D stake or better, you know, and, uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough, but I, I like it because it's kind of – I mean, you could even say that that over he's doing is kind of a contrarian over because maybe people are overlooking the Steelers with all the firepower of the Browns and Ravens and Bengals in that division. So, yeah, I mean, isn't isn't a sharp play Bengals season went to a little under 11 and a half? Oh, and- yeah, I, I did it because Matt sent some epic stat that said, yeah, those teams that overachieved a fuck for two years in a row inevitably – come back well, they, <clears throat> yeah but there's also the super bowl loser thing and they they were how how long away from going back there last year so yeah. i mean none of these things are automatic and right. there's exceptions all the time so and, and you know my last point you know just to throw the ravens in there for for a second is for me they have to prove they can stay healthy like i mean lamar jackson's been fairly healthy i think he missed a few games last year and the year before that but other running back issues. They have, you know, big question marks with Dobbins. Um, and I mean, they, who are they going to throw to? They have like 12 receivers on their team. You know, they got Zay Flowers, but I mean, they have so many. Odell Beckham's probably taking a step back. And can LJ throw the ball? That's Lamar, that's man. Crazy. He's going to break the league again. Yeah. <laughs> right, Kevin Cox? <laughs> Shout out, Cox. Uh, okay, so I do see I see Jeff's comment about the Steelers, and I do want to say one thing about the the schedule angle. Right, you want to be really careful with they have an easy schedule or they have a hard schedule. There's it's every year is different, and every year is extremely unpredictable. So I I was just talking to a buddy about this this whole schedule thing. So last year the Bucks were supposed to have one of the easiest schedules in the league, right? Well, it turns out they played eleven teams that went up, go that ended up going over their win total. So there are surprise teams every single year. Like every year, there's teams like Seattle last year that that really surprise and and exceed greatly exceed expectations. So I would just I would warn people to put too much stock in this like schedule difficulty because I mean, as we know, like the games aren't played on paper on spreadsheets. Like the teams that are supposed to be good aren't always good. The teams that are supposed to be bad aren't always bad. So I would just caution easier schedule than last year, harder schedule than last year. It's so volatile that I would just warn against that. That would be my two cents on the schedule take. But no, it's a pretty good deep dive on the Steelers. I like that a lot. Chris Duke, who's are you going like under the radar or are you going straight up scum, poop? No yeah, one's got to I mean, where, where are you going with this? It's hard to it's hard to figure out this because this is very similar to my Browns. I mean, my Lions take last year when the Lions had an absolute dog shit season, and then the Vegas made their win total seven and a half or eight. I forget. I know it went over because they won like six, and they obviously knocked off the Packers that last game. And this is my team this year. Is it again from the? the NFC North, the Bears. So the Bears won three games last year, and Vegas sets it at seven and a half this year. So they're saying they're going to 
potentially have five wins more. That's a pretty drastic change in the NFL. Um, but as we know, that's why we like to play alt win totals because we know if there's any sport that has regression to fuck, it's the NFL back down or up. But uh, I just, I just think they're going to be more scrappy this year, and uh, and I just I'm going to trust the line. I like Kmart said. I hate to lay the juice, but I already did it again. Why are you making it seven and a half minus one thirty, saying that you? You basically think that it is going to go over, or you're going to give them a little plus money at under free money. Bears, they suck. So, uh, but I, I I like it, and so I got a little bears. I'm basically talked to the Sal Palantonio of uh, Chicago uh, today, and he got me some good stuff. He says that uh, they were last uh, last year they couldn't stop the run. They brought in Edmonds and uh, another LB from Philly. Fields is going to be even more. Instead of a second year, I'll go with the third year QB. Fields is going to be a lot more familiar with Getze's uh, offense. And uh, they're going to be revamped at the the wide receiver core with DJ Moore and the, the rookie, the stud out of Cincinnati, Tyler Scott. He's going to fill in the slot. Uh, they should be better at corner. They got uh, Tyreek Stevenson from Miami and uh, Jalen Jones. And then they got obviously the the rookie Jervin Dexter, who's apparently should be pretty good um, uh, help on the D line, and also got the guy from the Colts, uh, Yannick Ngoku. And uh, so, and then who, who, who likes, what was that? Is it Yannick who? Is it Yannick Ngoku? <laughs> help me with my uh, with my African math. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I mean. I was I was giggling inside enough when Kyle said the word plethora, and then Chris comes out with Nguku. <laughs> I was actually thinking about you That's when I said that. I was just like messing. Oh my god! And then when Chris busted out um, unequivocally in the group chat the other day, as, a, as an English as an English teacher, nothing warms my heart like the big words coming out of the, the dad's mouth. That's, yeah, how about Yannick Ngakwe, Chris? There you go. Ngakwe, there we go. That's that's nice. Okay. Um, and then. Yeah, and he, he really thinks that the, the tight end presence of picking up uh, Komets really came through in the last few years. Uh, I remember picking him up in Kyle's Dizik League uh, as a rookie, but he's coming in. And then Tongan, picking up Tongan uh, from the Packers should hopefully give a little bit more of a red zone presence, some bigger targets for, for fields instead of him just um, always running it in. So, And then you can't forget, I guess, supposedly, uh, you can help me with this pronunciation too, Matt. Roshan Johnson from Texas is supposedly looking like a stud in uh, training camp too. And uh, so hopefully they, that helps with that, that dual attack of, you know, fields and him. So I just think it's, you know, and that, and I think that, you know, the lines are going to be really, everyone thinks the lines are going to be really good. Everyone's seen Kyle, you basically you on that Netflix special playing really well. Uh, as Kirk Cousins on the Vikings, and uh, they, you know, and they got just Justin Jefferson's the number two. Apparently, got voted the number two best player in the league behind Mahomes. So, how are you going? You got a good quarterback and a great, the best wide receiver in the league up in that conference, and you got the the Packers and the Lions that are that are you know Lions are supposed to win what nine ten games this year. So I think everyone's forgetting about the Bears. I'm going to go uh, over seven and a half. I think they might be a little sneaky alt win total too. I was going to say, are you just going to take the over seven and a half? Or are you going to slam the all over as well? I'm going to have to take some plus money to see if they can get to uh, nine or 10. Okay. Uh, one quick thought. Chris alluded to 
Kmart. So I want to say no one has ever seen Kmart and Kirk Cousins in the same room together. I'm just saying. He also has Kirk's abs. <laughs> just throwing that out there. I thought you were going to show, throwing that out show there. the fans a picture real quick. <laughs> I, know, I, I was like I waiting for know. something so weird. Dude, it is funny. Like, I forget who like sent the photo in our group chat a couple weeks ago, but like, it was a double take. It was like, Chris did. Yeah. Like, Holy shit. Chris did, because he's right. <laughs> uh, so, okay, there's a lot there for, for Chris on the Bears. Um, they did definitely open up uh, – they, they cracked the piggy bank and opened up the checkbook in free agency. Uh, they did sign a bunch of dudes, especially on defense. Now, there are some who say that where you don't want to spend your money on free agents is at linebacker. And it's Edmonds and Edwards. Um, Edmonds from the Eagles, right? No, Tremaine Edmonds was from the Bills. TJ Edwards was from the Eagles. So they have tried to address it. I mean... They are paying a quarterback on a rookie deal, so you can kind of like get away with spending a little bit on free agents. Um, now there is there is a thing like teams that spend a lot in free agency like this can have drastic improvement. I mean, you look no further than the Jaguars from last season. They spent a ton in free agency, and we saw what happened with them. Right, like they improved a ton. Now they have Trevor Lawrence. I don't know if Justin Fields is going to be Trevor Lawrence. Kyle, you're a big Fields guy. Can he do – because, you know, he had all the highlights last year. He had all those sick runs, and they still only won three games. So can he and the team improve enough to go this over this trash. in total? Yeah. No, so I, I like it. Think? I mean, I mean, I said it three years ago. Justin Fields is the best quarterback in that draft, knowing what Trevor Lawrence did in college. And I'm still sick to my stomach. I, I – I, I, I can't really complain because, you know, Brock Purdy or whatever, but I I still wish to God I could see Justin Fields in a Niner uniform and see what he could do with the with those athletes and coaches, man. Like that is that is the quarterback that you want to run that type of offense. But yeah, I, I think he's gonna take the next step. Like, you know, you're hearing all the noise, DJ Moore, oh, they got the receiver, but XYZ fields he doesn't pass, you know, out of it was like the number one team on dropback passes that didn't end up in a pass, 26%. But offensive line, there's a lot of issues. Yeah, okay, maybe he just didn't maybe he didn't trust his receivers too. Darnell Mooney couldn't couldn't really be on the field. Failed experiment with Nikhil Harry. Um, even Chase Claypool had six good games in Pittsburgh as a rookie, and he's a he's a bust. I, I came out saying he's the best receiver in the league, and he hasn't done shit since that comment. So, yeah, I, th I think there's still a lot of room for improvement for Fields, and I think he's going to make that step. I mean, everyone's still – I mean, look at Lamar Jackson. I mean, it's enough said with that. Just get him a defense that can back them up, and I, I, I think they're going to shine this year. I would not be surprised if they, you know, do what the Lions did last year. They were not fun to bet on last year. I can no. I can tell you that. I I God, I got suckered into them so many times and just killer turnovers and bad red zone offense and a horrible defense. And they were. I mean, the line was not high enough on several occasions for them last year. And I mean, the record is what it was. 
Uh, Jeff says Lawrence better cast around him right now. No doubt uh, that there's no question there. Um, I guess I would, to kind of put an exclamation point on this, I would say bold prediction, the Bears, I don't know if they're going to go over their win total. They won't finish last. Something will happen with either Minnesota or Green Bay or maybe something catastrophic happens with Detroit. So I would say my bold prediction will be Bears don't finish last in that division, which kind of seems up for grabs without Rodgers there. So, um, all right. Do we want to go Kmart? Do you have another one? Not that I'm not prepared for. <laughs> okay. Do you want to, do you want to just go over one maybe quick? Not you as don't have one for us, Matt. I have a couple in case we had time, but I wanted to see what else you guys had. Yeah. Just give us one. And maybe we okay. The bone. So, Okay, I'll go kind of quick on two. So one is Carolina, because I think there's a lot of love for the Falcons being this like, oh, they got everything except a quarterback. They also spent a lot of money in free agency trying to short the defense. They have invested a lot in skill positions. They have a sneaky good offensive line for a team that hasn't been very good the last few years. Uh, so everybody's loving the Falcons. Everybody's saying the Saints have the easiest schedule in the NFL this year. So that's another schedule thing. And I don't hear anybody talking about Carolina. And I will say I have a little bit of concern about Bryce Young being short and adjusting to the NFL. But I think there's also a scenario where he's – I mean, this dude's played in really big games at Bama. Like, he's not going to be – he's not going to be scared of the NFL. Um And they've got just a really interesting coaching staff, right? Like there's a lot of coaches that do better in their second stop than their first. So Wright got fired. We all know how it ended in Indianapolis with him. Jim Caldwell is on this staff. Uh, Their their new OC came over from the Rams. Josh McCown is the quarterback's coach, so a dude who actually played in the league for a long time and had a nice career. Uh, The new defensive coordinator is the guy that came over from Denver. Uh, I like that they just signed uh, Justin Houston, got a couple other guys on the D line. They've got a solid secondary. I think the defense will actually be pretty good. Um, I just think everybody's talking about new Orleans and a lot of people are really bullish on Atlanta and nobody's talking about Carolina at all. And in a, another division that I think is wide open and up for grabs. I mean, shoot, they almost got to the playoffs last year with fucking Darnold and Mayfield. Sorry, Kyle. Darnold. Darnold did a Darnold and they blew the game against the Bucks, or else they probably would have won the NFC yeah. South. That's true. Sure. No, I mean, I like that though. I mean, they're inheriting a great defense from Steve Wilkes, who is now a Niner. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I thought about this team too. I just don't know what to expect from the offense. I, like, you know, that's kind of why I focus on second year. So at least I have some info from a guy who's played a little bit in the NFL, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, receiver-wise, they have, what, Chark, Adam Thielen, so they got a little bit of experience there. Miles Bunch Sanders. Bunch of random pieces, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they got weapons. I mean, if if they can find time, because like you said, their their defense is there. I mean, they're probably above average, you know, in that 10 to 12 range. I'll bet and... you they're a top 10 defense. Uh, that, there you go. I'll give you another bull. Pr- I bet you they're a top 10 defense in the league. Brian Burns, I don't know what his odds are for defensive player of the year, but I don't think it's crazy. No, I don't, I don't either. I mean, I, I I loved that team last year with Wilkes. So, 
Yeah. I'm not sure what, the, I didn't really look into it, but I feel like they got some additions and offensively, I mean, as long as they protect the ball, cause Mayfield couldn't do that early on. Right. Darnold, I guess, choked in the last game. <laughs> yeah. yeah th- I think you it was he threw like three picks in that game. It was something terrible. How about you, Chris? Can you get in on some Panther cock? <laughs> yeah, you're, that's a good point. Like you said, I mean, I, you know, you like to look at the teams. Like I said, nobody's talking about the Steelers. I feel like nobody's really talking about the Bears. I think it's all about Vikings and Lions, Lions and that division. So you want to find a team that is kind of, you know, people are neglecting. So, yeah, I like that, uh, that locus, especially because, yeah, the Saint, like you said, everyone high on the Saints, high on the Falcons. What is it, Matt? Is it like six and a half, seven? What's that, their win total? For Carolina? Uh, let me find it real quick. I bet oh, you it is six and a half. It is seven and a half. Same so, oh my God, Matt. I, I remember that game now. When they were up, yeah, yeah. they were up twenty-one to ten in the fourth, and then pissed away and lost thirty to twenty-four. I want to, I want to say, yeah, I was pissed. I think he lost a fumble on like the, his yeah. own three-yard line. A great and, line. He threw for three sixty, three touchdowns, one pick. But yeah, I think there was a fumble late that hurt him. Yeah, uh, that was. I mean, that was one of several games the Bucks were totally bailed out in. I mean, that that was that was a fake division winner if you've ever seen one. The other one I want to mention really quickly because I think it fits with this theme of divisions that are kind of up in the air a little bit is Tennessee. Shout out Finky uh, from Turtle Sports. He'll love this one. Uh, I think people have totally written off the Titans. Tannehill is apparently just trash now. Um, Derrick Henry's old now. Now. There's no O-line. Everybody loves the Jags and rightfully so. I think the Jags are really good. I don't think Tennessee wins the division, but I think they could be – just not dead yet. Um, I don't know. That, that's that's just another team that no one's talking about, and it seems like everyone thinks is going to just suck now all of a sudden, uh, where they were super injured. I wanted to throw this in there, too. I don't know how many shows are going to talk about this, but I was reading about Tennessee's new turf that they put in. So apparently this turf is the first in the NFL that's actually grown on a natural surface. So it's not put in over the fucking rubber pellets. So you're not going to see the pellets fly up everywhere. So I wonder if you could see something on Tennessee's totals. I don't know if a lot of people will know that they changed their surface. Apparently there, they were complaining that the last several years, they had all these injuries late in the season because the, the grass that they would grow in Tennessee is just shit by the end of the year because of the weather out there. And it's fine in the beginning. And then it sucks at the end and they keep having guys get hurt, which kind of checks out, right? Like, they were down to Josh Dobbs at the end of last season to, to keep their playoff hopes alive. So Tennessee's got turf now. Apparently it's this new and improved. I mean, the, the technology with artificial turf is getting better year after year from reading about this. So that is just something to keep in mind. If it's a faster track, maybe there's some overs where people are thinking that Tennessee's an under team. They're a running team. Vrabel's kind of a grinder. So I'm going to be really curious, and I think this is where you can actually get some info from watching preseason. Watch the games played in Tennessee and see if that that looks like a faster surface. So, I don't know. That could be really interesting, and I think the Titans are, are not quite dead yet. I'm just excited to see their rookie quarterback come and play. 
I was going to say I'll uh, save my my Colts take for for the next time. Okay, there we go. Yeah, we'll do. So the plan was because we should probably call this one. Um, we're at thirty one minutes, and I think that's about good. Uh, we were going to do overvalued next week, but I mean, shoot, we'll we'll get Joe back. I think at some point, maybe hopefully, Joe's just a hardworking dad, mm-hmm. and uh, there might be a couple more undervalued teams. But guys, we got a month till the season starts. We got plenty of football to talk about. In the meantime, make sure you're following us at Fade U Sports on X. Follow us on X at Fade U Sports. And make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Chris Duke, get us out of here. What happens sometimes when you bet on poop? Well, I was just getting ready for that, Matt. Looks like uh, if you took the Nationals tonight, uh, you're down 7 nothing in the 8th inning. <laughs> sometimes poop's poop, Matt. <laughs> Oh God! Sometimes we you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. This is fade you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fade you. Fade the fuck out of you.